0: Just Trust Me Okay, this is Michael, and tonight I'm here with such a special guest. Now, I normally say that, and I do mean it, but I actually deeply really mean this. (laughs) I have not seen her in about 10 years. Now, the last two, when I first introduced them, I had not seen them in 20 years, but she and i also went to high school together she was actually my prom date so that my boyfriend at the time went with another friend so that way we could go to prom together
1: oh i thought she used to be a man
0: and she's not like you lizzo she was born fallon feliqua burner (laughs) how are you darling welcome how are you doing hey hey i'm doing so,
2: good after a really long
0: drive i was about a to say it wonked out four and a half hours or so right <laughs> we're gonna
1: wonk you even more yes Walk so harder, sh- there we go see the path to impurity starts
3: here um,
0: and none other than nakita
3: what's good baby
0: what's, what's good? good freshly cut how are you how's your hair cut do you feel like they did you justice? <laughs> justice enough to drop the name of the barber on the air or no? Oh, God. His name is Black.
1: <laughs> his name is Black? I take it. I I'm like Black.
0: so serious.
1: <laughs> I assume he's Black then.
2: So he's not Scandinavian is what
0: you're saying. So <laughs> you not know let white girls cut your hair?
1: Oh, oh, that would be great.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it next. That's I have what I know. a different grade of hair. And none other Look than on. long legs. Lizzo, how are you? Hey, Michael. You have a fabulous dress on tonight. You guys will see it in the pictures. Just Thank fabulous lace trimmed modern contemporary dress.
3: Almost revealing from Jacques yes. today.
0: It looks fabulous. I love it. So, first up, let's jump right in. We are here for the Entertainment and Current Events Roundup. First up, we're going to talk about Sarah Jessica Parker. She marks the start of production on Sex and the City reboot with Nostalgic Photo. So, number one, what are our thoughts here that they're going on with Sex and the City, minus kind of someone that people feel is a little important, a quarter of the show, Samantha. What are your thoughts?
1: I can take Samantha's place.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I think you could, too. I mean, you definitely have enough... Permiscuity in your in past. age as well. <laughs> <laughs> you are a relic, so that's fine too. That works. uh What are your thoughts on this? This was starting when you and I were in high school, Feliqua.
2: Oh yeah, I definitely was all over that show in high school. You were you? Watch it, yeah. When it was on the air, still.
0: I didn't even watch it then. I didn't even get into it until I think it was like 2000. God, what year? I think it was like 2004 is when I started. I think it had just ended.
1: 2004 was when it was getting ready to... Yeah.
0: My friend... It it was whenever... I think it might have been even 2006 or seven because it was whenever it was my friend had the box set. And so I started, and I literally called out of work for two days and stayed home. And this was when I was at the shipyard for four days straight just watching the whole series. It was great.
2: No, I literally used to go over to Caitlin's house and watch it. Shout out, Caitlin
0: Jones. Soon to be Dr. Jones, right?
2: Yes,
0: the doctor in the I house. I had HBO and watched it in the
1: in my house. And Were you like
0: having to watch it in the dark? Nobody I'll, you couldn't I'll, tell anybody?
1: Well it was on at uh, ten o'clock on Sunday nights and so it was literally like I was passing out on the couch watching it after a long, long weekend of all sorts of promiscuity.
0: I love that it's called, and just like that, considering it's a play on her favorite catchphrase all the time, where she's like, and just like that, we were married. Uh And just like that, Samantha's still a whore. You know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that sarah jessica parker still has a horse face so and just like that does nikita still even care about this show did you ever watch oh my it?
3: god i was obsessed with uh sex in the city where we weren't allowed to watch those kind of shows when i was a child right but i watched it in my 20s and i loved it uh both of the movies uh samantha was my favorite character
0: of course so. i think honestly the iconic Okay, make a list of all your sexual partners episode. When Samantha struggled with that, literally that had me and I'm sure millions of others go, I need to make a list. Cause I, it took me about two weeks and I still don't think that I thought of all the names at that point. And I don't, like, if I sat down to write a list right now, I may as well never work again.
3: You, so, <laughs> you know what my favorite, it's, you know what my favorite scene out of this, and I think this was in the movie when uh, Biggs left her, uh, at the uh, aisle by herself, I think, or didn't oh. show up. Oh, and, and she, she like slammed stopped the car. Him. She like slapped him and beat him with those flowers. That was my favorite. Part. What did
0: she say in that moment? She's she said so, it was a very specific line that she said when she hit him, uh, and it was something about like being embarrassed or I am so yeah I am so I think she said I'm mortified or so, I am I think that's what she said I am mortified and the feeling I think that's the first time I ever saw Sarah Jessica Parker act. So oh <laughs> And that and that was probably the last time you saw her act too. <laughs> I believed her. I felt conviction from her. Um, um, I felt it a little bit in the series. I did. I but is- it was... Didn't you
2: ever see her in Once Upon a Mattress, though?
0: I did. Okay, I will you say You gotta
2: watch some YouTube bootleg of that. Uh,
0: well, I think it's on TV now. Yes. Shout out to the fact that she actually can sing. And she was the classically trained actress. You would never know. But oh, she was... Oh she God. hides it. I think, honestly, though, the writing is very quote-unquote pedestrian. So that was why maybe she came off much too calm I don't know but she just it seemed very underwhelming although I did like her in The Family Stone did you watch that?
1: I saw that. I saw the Family Stone. And yeah, she... I she, believed her. For for a supporting role, yes.
0: She was She was doing everything she could. Oh, yeah. And then she dropped all those dishes uh-huh. in the kitchen. And the kid, I think, was um, special needs of some kind. Was he autistic or something? I don't remember what it was. See,
1: I remember her back in the 80s on Square Pegs.
0: Of course you do. Square
1: Pegs, Square Pegs, Square Pegs.
0: What was the name of the chick that was in it with her? Gerber or Gerb something? Uh, Gerds
1: jamie gertz
0: yes she was also in another show later less than zero and then another one and then uh where it was it was another one where it was lost
1: boys too
0: it was like fat husband skinny wife she was
1: fabulous looking though Mm.
0: yeah she still is she still looks really good jamie gertz shout out to you and the fact that i don't think anyone else at the table knows who you are
1: could be samantha i would watch that (laughs)
0: <laughs> I bet you would. Next up, Evan Peters becomes Jeffrey Dahmer in first photo from Netflix, Monster. So I know Nikita is already drooling on the table. <laughs> so what are your yes, thoughts You know, on I love this? a man with a little crazy in him. I, yes.
3: I really think that the only time I like to watch him is when he's playing these kind of roles. Those crazy, psychotic roles,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
3: where something's wrong with him. I love that for him. You yeah,
0: know? he looks <laughs> he looks it. He's the, of course the look is part of it, but he's so fucked up. Like he's gonna kill this role. I think he's kind of hot. Well, yes, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't hurt that his torso is not terrible, but <laughs> he is. But he's actually very talented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, what was the one role in American Horror Story? Wasn't there one where he was like had all kinds of stitching up and stuff, and he was based oh he was in he was in the um the one where the coven he was in that one where he was like a put to put or brought back to life boy or something like that do you remember that in the coven Mm -mm. yes and he was playing basically a guy that the witch brought back and he was all cut up and hacked up from pieces in the morgue and yeah i believed him
3: he was good in that too he's always believable i think he's a little crazy in real life
0: I think so too, um, and of course he's going to be coming back in American Horror Story. But I think it's great. I'm liking that I'm seeing that some of them are getting these phenomenal, like outside AHS land roles, mm-hmm. just like Sarah Paulson and anything else. Like she can, she keeps having amazing roles and opportunities. So I'm excited by that. Uh, what are your thoughts, Feliqua? On what? On him being Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> On Evan Peters portraying Jeffrey Dahmer. You saw the picture. Yes. And he kind of looked, he I looked mean, like I, Yeah,
2: they've done a good job designing him to look like Jeffy Do- Jeffrey, ugh, Jeffrey Dahmer.
0: But. Have you watched any of the American Horror Stories or any of that? Nope, I'm literally lost. Oh, okay, yeah. American <laughs> Horror Story, we're going to get you hooked. I'm going to see what season, if someone else out there is lost with American Horror Story, we talk about it quite frequently because the acting is phenomenal. What, what? season would you say is the best one for them to start with? <sighs>
3: I, I'm I'm I cannot watch something from the beginning I have to watch from I mean from the middle I have to watch something from the beginning so I would say the first season and go all the way through what I would say was probably one of my favorite seasons well it was the most creepiest season was the haunting oh yeah and I, I don't think that's what it's called the murder
0: house Roanoke murder house or something. yeah
3: that one was so creepy I was terrified so that one was I the one where the there scary. was like that thing in the attic with uh, Kate, um, Kathy Bates.
0: Well, she's in a bunch of them. Well,
3: damn, yeah. Kathy. But they were in the woods, basically in the house in the middle of nowhere.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was yeah, yeah. It that was yeah, Roanoke. Yeah, Roanoke. Yeah. That was a good one, but yes, well, and what I like about it is if you don't start from the beginning, each season is its yeah, own storyline.
1: I, I only watched it. A, 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 yeah, that's true. A, a, a A-H-S. S nineteen eighty four because I was in a on a timeout, and what, we watched it uh, in my little in my little home in timeout.
3: Right, nineteen eighty four. I feel like was probably the like laziest season for them. It wasn't all oh, I that thought it was great
1: because it nailed the 1980 it nailed the 1980s horror movies yeah, like Yeah, if you like
3: the,
0: like the classic slasher movies.
1: Yeah.
3: It's a good one. Yeah, but did you watch any of the other ones?
1: I haven't watched any of the other ones no. What were you going to say, Filiqua?
2: Oh, just, I'm not going to lie, but if it's scary and suspenseful, I'm not watching it. Oh, <laughs> no?
0: Oh, it's oh you, No wonder I haven't watched it. That's why she hasn't watched any of them. Yeah, I got enough horror dark.
2: show in real life. I don't need to watch that shit <laughs> on television in my free time.
3: Oh, my gosh. It's a dark show, like, really
0: dark. Well, on that note, everybody go and hide. We're going to be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So, next up, we have the story. New Hanover County Board of Education Passes Transgender Athlete Policy. So, this was a story that was earmarked by Lizzo.
1: Oh, this is a story that actually is written by my cousin's wife.
0: Fabulous. I love it.
1: Rachel Keith. Shout out to Rachel Keith and Willie Keith, my cousins. I didn't realize that she actually wrote the story until I popped it open here. Nice. But, yes, the what their the school board ruled that uh you can play the sports as a sign as by the sex that you identify yourself as or the gender that you identify yourself as and i think it's fabulous and it's in north carolina i was I made, about
0: to ask so this is where in
1: wilmington north carolina i believe i believe uh new hanover county is wilmington they live in wilmington so uh i think that's a little progressive progress yes. in
0: the south so what are your thoughts
2: but, like, why wouldn't you have always allowed this, Wilmington? What the hell? Yeah. Get your shit together. But I think a lot... You lo- want people to get bullied? You I, want people to, to have to feel uncomfortable while they're playing a sport and dealing with being a school child, which is, like, increasingly more
0: stressful? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a little bit. What do you think, Nagita?
2: Um, I want to stay away from
3: this one. There there was I a, it, because I, okay? I I just want to stay away from that one.
0: Yeah, because I'm just not sure. Like, So the proposed policy for middle schoolers differs from the state-mandated high school protocol, which requires a third-party review of students' gender. A system uh, advocates—I'm sorry, a system advocate says degrading or is degrading and invasive. So board member Nelson introduced a motion to waive the first reading of the policy and outright adopt it. Board members pushed back both on waiving the first reading and the policy itself. So there's a lot of back and forth, of course, with something like this, but they said this is not a mission critical. There's going to be no student harmed if we don't pass this policy tonight, but they kept going.
3: Okay, just to be clear. So this is about trans students who want to. They want to, like.
1: I identify as a female. Was born a male and want to play on the girls' basketball team.
3: Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on both sides of them.
0: No, because when this stand. is when this argument has been coming out, I've kind of felt the same way. Like it's yeah. it's just difficult because they're also trying to transcend not only obviously on this scale, but across the board as you go further down. Mm -hmm. So they're talking about it with, like, where is the line with everything? Do we need to reconfigure everything? Where are we at? This is a very debatable one.
2: Yeah, so I like to understand, as a historian, I like to understand both sides of the argument. So I'm guessing, like, the only thing that I can think of in the camp that's against this is that they're feeling like, oh, if we put a boy on a girl's team and they can run faster because they were assigned male at birth, then that's going to give an unfair me, advantage to these female teams. Let me give teams. you a better like, example.
1: <laughs> Would you pick me on your volleyball team? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's because I was... My height is because I was born a male, even though I'm on hormones. But Liz,
2: I have six foot plus women friends but th- that are assigned they're, female
1: at birth. They're not as common as if you had a whole you know what
0: but, but i mean that's a part that, and i'm just that saying I'm what the, about, yeah. what
1: the people are using as an excuse i don't agree Oh,
2: cuz they're worried that people are just going to willy-nilly, willy-nilly. Be like i decided i'm yes, female so that i can help out this team and get a scholarship like to college like okay. the
1: east german like the east german and, swim team and,
3: and i then see. also feel like say you have like a i don't know if there's like female wrestling teams or anything like that but like say you have um You know, like a a female wrestling team, but then like a transgender woman, someone who was assigned male at birth, Mm -hmm. wanted to get up, get on that team. I do think that would be an unfair advantage. So I I understand both sides of the argument on this one. I think that they're there. And for the for the sports
1: above 18, there's you've got to be on hormones like I like trans women have to be on a t- 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 See, testosterone blockers and that
0: that's what but, i was thinking when they just talked about that in the policy they were saying there's going to be an evaluation and i think that that's to prove to i'm sorry to put out there proof that you are in fact undergoing the process in transition
3: yeah but, but when you're transitioning does that take away from your does yeah, well, that, if do i you lose your
1: strength? i can't build the muscle mass that i could build if i was on if i wasn't on I, I'm on testosterone blockers and therefore I can't build oh, muscle there, like you. I used to.
3: And, and oh, right. With that comes forget along about that. the <laughs> locker room situation. The locker room. Yes. S- it's,
1: it's a difficult situation. I'm glad that they're moving forward to where if I identify as female, I can be on the female teams and stuff. I think it's it's progress, not perfection, because, as they say. let uh, me tell
3: you, when I was in high school and I was went through the whole trans phase, I had to change in a closet. Mm-hmm. Wow. I couldn't go in neither, lock, neither yeah. locker Well, and that's,
0: that? I think that's why we're going to move to a place where there's like a neutral locker room.
3: Well, there's no how can you be a neutral locker room? with?
0: No, I'm saying neutral as in like if it's only trans one, but then that would be
3: a
2: problem too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know because I know they just basically have kind of like unisex bathrooms and stuff like this. I think that's what they were trying to work toward. But Nikita,
2: well, do you think if somebody had been accepting of that and if that had been the rule that that had been allowed that that transgender folks are okay, that there's not stigma, that you're allowed to be on that sport team? Do you think that it would have been more comfortable for you to change in a locker room where you were
0: right, identified
2: right. that way? Because your teammates probably would have been more accepting of you and you might not have had to hide in a closet.
1: Because realize that well, and realize, realize that, that kids these age haven't had the gender-affirming surgery.
0: Right, right.
3: Yeah, I was on hormones, though. I was in <laughs> high school. But they didn't know... they people it wasn't a huge thing back then when i was in high school now it's uh it's um it's it's more uh what's the word it's in the media you know they're making a big you know deal out of it today back when i was doing it in high school it yeah. wasn't we the lgbt community was separated from the straight community right. and you didn't really see turn on your tv and see a transgender right. w- in a recurring role on tv you know what i'm saying or in a fucking movie you didn't see stuff like that me personally i did not want to go in the boys locker room um i tried going in the girls locker room i think i got suspended for that i just didn't make a big deal about it because as us I, I was trans from 14 to, I'll show you pictures after the show because you might can't believe that shit, but like from 14 to like 20, so my junior and my senior year, I wasn't comfortable getting naked in front of girls either. So I wanted to be in a room by myself, you know, or other trans girls that were like me because that's what I was comfortable around.
0: Right.
2: I feel like 10 or even 20 years from now, we're not even going to be having this conversation anymore because this Ah. is progress. This thing that they're trying to do now is progress. Is going to happen. It is inevitable. I think the only question is how do we carefully manage this transition so that vulnerable kids are not scarred in the process. Right. And to me, that means that the administrators, the adults in the room, have to step up, have to provide more education that is trans-friendly, that is queer friendly. In high school, so that this bullying is not as much of a thing. If you take away the stigma, you take away the fear, you start to take away the anxiety.
0: Well, I think that's what's great, too. Um, We had on somebody, uh, Harpy Daniels, that you guys will be hearing from later in the week from her story and all of this, and... um, Outside of drag, obviously identifies, I think that the proper term that he was saying was he, and maybe they, I can't remember exactly, so I don't want to butcher this up as I already have a little bit, but (laughs) basically what... Um, what he was saying was that he talks about it in the military with the military about how to talk to people properly and not not come off condescending, judgmental, um, like you're trying to minimize or not take their feelings into consideration. And I know that we had someone else on the show, Christina Padilla, and she travels around to companies. And so what I'm hearing with all this is the military is hearing this, the um, business industries are hearing this, and I think the education system is hearing this that there's a need for people from the lgbt community to come in and kind of educate and get people informed on what they didn't know because i think a lot of people out there really just don't know yeah and they'd rather just jump on the bandwagon of all of the stereotypes and all of this like the judgmental agendas that i really think a lot of them just don't know any better sometimes
3: because like yeah because like i was saying There was a time where gay people stayed in their space. Yes. And they stayed away from straight people's space. So now... I agree. These straight people, you know what I'm saying? Like me, I like to understand from all parties. I don't want to be selfishly making decisions. Right. Because we have to understand from these people's point of view. You know what I'm saying? They were used to a different kind of normal growing up. Exactly. And now we're... Not forcing them, but telling them, you got to get used to a new normal. So that's Uh, not as easy for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I like to understand from the heterosexual community
0: too, from their point of view. Right.
2: So manage it carefully, but fucking manage it and let's move on.
0: I think the the bigger (laughs) point I'm trying to drive home is... Gay people, bi people, trans people, everybody from the community is here to stay. We're not going anywhere, so get Amen. informed. <laughs> On that note, get woke. Go look up LGBT, LGBTQIA plus, all of that, see what the acronym means, and then we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So, kind of in keeping with just the LGBTQ community uh, theme, of course, we're talking about Kylie Minogue and Lady Gaga. So, with that, there was a song not too long ago called "Mary the Night that Lady Gaga released. It was fabulous. And two seconds later, for some unknown reason, Kylie Minogue has decided she needed to cover it. I'm not sure what the train of thought here was. Um, And I'm a little bit confused because it says Kylie Minogue covers Mary the Night" and gives gays what they want. I think Lady Gaga had already done that. So I'm I'm not Gays, what else do you want? Does that mean that like, so now does Madonna need to release one and Cher needs to release one and Barbara needs to, I'm, We already had what we wanted. I just
3: want Kylie to know that we did not ask for (laughs) (laughs) this.
0: Okay, so my cousin Rudy, I love you. He's probably out there going, next time you come home, I'm going to hate crime you. And he's gay too. So, (laughs) love you, Rudy. But uh, what's funny about this is it's just like, why would you cover someone's song when you're not a singer? So, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh it'd, be, gosh, it'd be like yay. Britney Spears trying to cover, like, Christina I'm every woman or I will always love you. Like, she's, she's like, I'm good. I'm not. Yeah. Or Britney trying to dare jump in the same lane as Christina. Like, it, there, yeah. she knows her lane. And she doesn't have the same impact as Lady Gaga either. And I want to note one thing that Feliqua said. And she said, did you hear that? And I was like, hear what? She goes, do you hear how heavy the beats and all the special effects are basically blaring out Kylie Minogue's voice? Yes, layered
2: over her voice. Like, here's the thing. You cannot (laughs) out Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga. So why would you? Like, the thing is, like, it would be so hard to cover Lady Gaga's anything because she's already done it As far as you can. The thing is, like, if you're going to cover a Lady Gaga song, you need to take it and reinterpret it. You need to pull it apart to its nuts and bolts and put it back together in a different shape as an homage to her. But you cannot out Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga. So Mm. why try?
0: I would have loved it if maybe she had, like, taken it apart and deconstructed it to the point of maybe it was, like, a slow song or maybe, like, some other version, maybe a rock song or acoustic. But... She's not capable of that because that requires singing. So we're going to move on. So Darnella Frazier, teen who recorded George Floyd's murder, awarded Pulitzer Prize special citation. So the teenager who recorded the infamous video showing George Floyd's murder at the hands of Minneapolis police was awarded a 2021 Pulitzer Prize special citation on Friday. He won the citation for courageously recording the murder of George Floyd a video that spurred protests against police brutality around the world, highlighting the crucial role of citizens and journalists' quests for truth and justice. What are your thoughts?
1: I think that this is absolutely fabulous that he gets a, a Pulitzer Prize. It's a big deal. Uh, it took bravery. This event probably has changed. I think will have a long-lasting impact on race relations in this country. People got woke. Hell oh, yes. I mean, this is bigger. This is his. I, I think love that, when you say that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know she. This is not her normal catchphrase, <laughs> yeah. but she's all about woke today. But,
1: well, I just it just came up again. But people got woke uh, yes. when that happened, and you saw the outpouring from communities other than the black community. Be this is not acceptable no. to any human. No, is what is what the a lot of the, the the crowd was saying and right then stuff comes out about how still screwed up our laws are and mm-hmm. and systemic racism still occurs in the law even though it doesn't say anything about race in any of these laws uh so things people are you know a lot of people my my roommate s- thought that things were always happy in between you know between black and white people until this happened right and he got woke
0: well and that's why what I try to tell people and I've said it a million times I guess this is my fucking catchphrase is that just because it's not happening by you hasn't happened to you hasn't happened near you doesn't mean it's not happening So that's the biggest thing is it's like, just because something doesn't quote unquote impact you directly, I'm sorry, but you exclusively are not fucking special. So it's got to go out. There's a whole other world outside of yourself. I think at least for three of us in here, we got awoken to that within the last few years. So there's other people and their lives matter besides just our own self, you know, and we have to take into account other people. And this is part of that. This is one of those woke situation. Well, see, I
1: knew it was still all the racism was still alive and well from Absolutely. Where, from where I came from in Kentucky because oh God, it yes. still was. I mean, the the N-word was used a lot and as in, if it was okay. As if it was okay right. up till, you know, when I quit going home, which was when my stepfather died in 2009. So this was, you know, nothing, you know, and I think things this is going to have a, almost as large of an impact as uh the March on Washington in the 60s by Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm.
0: I, right. it, I mean I just, you can't get away from it
3: It just i think this is great um you know i can only imagine the way this story would have been twisted up and buried if nobody had recorded rodney oh, King. absolutely and, and 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 what gets on my nerves today is when people at mainly white people act like no offense to anybody they act they're like floored that this is going on, and I'm like, this shit has always been happening. It's just now on camera. Yes, we didn't yes. have camera phones back in the '60s when we had to use a fucking different water fountain than you did. Yes. You right, know, right. We, it was no cameras to to get that shit. You know, for social media. You know, and it's just it blows my mind that we look at everything that happened after the George Floyd thing, the the rallies and all the looting and, and all of that stuff. It's like basically we have to fucking Fight, you know, for for equality today. Like we have to fight for it. That's sad, you know. But it the state of this country has been like that for a significant, you know, time period in the past. You know that shit has went on for centuries. So this country has to get used to a fucking new normal. Again, I'm talking about a new normal. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to fucking. you know the uh, white people were always made out to be our superiors for so long and now shit has to change they're j- no fucking different than we are you know just a little lighter that's it right and they have to get used to that shit
2: you know what stresses me out about this is that there are certain cities that are outlawing videoing cops now what yes that is the thing. And I'm like, seriously, on the, on the heels of George Floyd and everything else that Philando Castile, all these things that we have videos of that have changed people's perceptions so radically. Now you're going to outlaw videoing police officers. That doesn't even seem like that should be OK. Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, fancy. you know what's coming Scary. soon? There's going to be cameras on people's watches because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm quick to hit record and. I can record oh, the whole I be, conversation. I'll be ready to get pulled over, baby. I'm going
3: straight live on. Facebook. <laughs> I will reactivate my Facebook so fast. This is all getting recorded. You won't get me like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that same shit happened to fucking uh, S- Sandra Bland. They didn't have no fucking cameras in there to see what was going on with her in that jail cell. I think you remember that story.
0: I do not remember that story. When was that?
3: That was. It was a couple years ago when uh, she she was uh, apparently died in her cell. Oh. She was in uh, I think it was Texas.
0: Yes, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm gonna pull and, it up. And
3: in the in the mugshot, they were it was speculated that she was dead in the mugshot. But oh that
0: she was dead in the mugshot. In the
3: mug, they took the yeah, they her like, death the was pro- ruled a
0: suicide. It was followed by protests against her arrest, disputing the cause of death and alleging racial violence against her.
3: Whatever was happened to her was covered up. It was it was a lot, but what's what this
1: has opened up?
0: Oh, in two thousand fifteen,
1: I think two two more people are aware. Like, here's a couple of things that I'll throw out there. People are now aware that the Confederate monuments were not built in not in eighteen sixty six, right after the Civil War. They were built in nineteen twenty, when a big ri- a big white supremacy rising was in the country. The Ku Klux Klan was on the rise, and things like that. Built by the Daughters of the American Revolution. United Daughters of the Confederacy. Yeah, the United Daughters of the Confederacy. But put there to instill, you know, uh, what is it, fake news? It was basically (laughs) fake news for the 1920s. It's
2: because that's right around the time that the Confederate... Uh, veteran soldiers were starting to die off. Right. And so there was this resurgence um, led by women, honestly, white women, yeah. um, to try and record their story and pass that quote-unquote culture on to the next generation. And so and they, they the, went after they, this with like an oral history type and project. Well, they also form. went after
1: it in a written history by providing textbooks to schools yes. and things like that. There was... And then, uh, like, why doesn't... Uh, you know a a part of town that's predominantly black have the infrastructure that is that that uh, a white community may have it's a town that's part of a town that's mostly white and that's due to systemic racism and things that aren't written in the laws it doesn't you know there's no wording of black and white people but there's wording of economic differences and things of that nature (laughs) i mean why you know why is it when you go through uh You know, go you go down from Virginia Beach Boulevard, from uh, downtown Norfolk all the way out to Military Highway, you don't have as great a cell coverage as you do in some other places. And that's just because, and you don't have the, there's just not the infrastructure. And it was, you know, they were, that's... Due to systemic yeah. racism. And it's no. And why are black schools that are predominantly black don't get enough funding when the schools that are predominantly white? Because they can distribute the money based on property tax revenue. I'm just,
0: I'm glad you brought that story up. I just was reading through it. That's a lot of information. You guys should all go check that out. Um, The story is the death of Sandra Bland, B-L-A-N-D. There's not a ton of information, but what I will say is the fact that there's not a ton of information is the most disturbing part about it. Yeah. And it's very chopped up, even the presentation that I'm looking at right now. And it's just basically saying that within like a day's period she went from declining breakfast to asking to make a phone call and then oh no she's dead like and she
3: was an activist she was a black uh av- she was a black uh, uh activist um and the if you go you can see the video you can also
0: look at the video yeah they just the released it in 2019
3: yeah of the arrest and it shows how that cop was with her he was it was crazy it's just it's so crazy and i'm just so glad that people get to see that shit you know what i'm saying that it's it's fucking real <laughs> it's not just in the fucking uh or the textbooks or whatever you know what i'm saying so
0: well i need you guys to go and look it up and remember to just trust me okay we'll be back with another round table later later, later.